peace, namaste, and shalom. Everybody out there in dreamland, I am the beyond top secret Texan. Join me on my podcast, the Beyond Top Secret Texan podcast, where I explore the outer limits of human abilities, top secret military technologies, the reality of extraterrestrial Earth alliances, secret space wars, advanced cryptozoology, subjects of theosophic truth, esotericism, and the occult. Beyond the Top Secret Texan Podcast. Greetings everybody out there in Dreamland. Namaste and Shalom. Iron sharpens iron and a friend sharpens a friend. Thank you all very much once again. Listeners new and old for tuning in to another broadcast of the Beyond Top Secret Texan. I am the Beyond Top Secret Texan recording to you at the third coast, the coast with the most, the Gulf Coast of Texas. Pride and privilege to be doing so. so thank you all very much. Follow me and all my updates, uploads, etc. Over at Linktree slash Beyond Top Secret Texan, which will bring you to all the major platforms, video hosting sites like YouTube, Library Odyssey, TikTok, as well as my social media like Instagram and Twitter, etc. As well as my personal websites like podpage.com slash Beyond Top Secret Texan and my merch store. So thank you all very much. Please consider donating. Even a dollar, it all counts. It all counts very, very much. Thank you in advance for that. Let's get into today's broadcast. Without a moment to spare, we're going to be broadcasting like we've done before a number of awesome audio presentations by a third party creator. These videos are located in the public domain. They are seven years old on average, meaning they were produced in 2015 at the time of this recording, 2022. So, incredibly, we are going to try to fit as many of these amazing insider perspectives as we can. 2015 is a very important year because it was also around the same year that I started waking up to these events and it became increasingly unignorable the reality of the world that we were living in and the urgency it demanded in expressing this reality to as many that would hear this information before it was too late. Now, we are approaching that hour of the time where censorship is seeking to find videos and video producers like this lost in the fold of history of the 2.1 billion YouTube members and users who uploaded videos in this last decade. But rest assured, 
their algorithm is seeking content like this out to censor and to scrub off the internet forever. And insiders like this typically operate on a shoestring, if completely non-existent budgets, without the education or specialization, expertise in social media savvy, or video uploading, or security, or archival, etc. And seven years is a hell of a long time. So unknown what happened to this creator. Hopefully they're still creating. Edenus John with the Edenus, E-D-E-N-V-S, like the Latinized V as U, John, YouTube page. This is U.S. government slash alien affairs, this compilation segment. And we are going to play as many of these as possible in this episode. Alien Agenda 1, Alien Types. I would like to acknowledge beforehand that while the information he says is not directly 100% correlated or corroborated in my own experience, what I've heard is 100% right in spirit, in essence, and in direction. Many of these insiders, many of these compartmentalized groups, like the ones in the civilian intelligence agency, the ones in the military-industrial complex, the one within the proper military branches themselves, are given different information regarding names, places, times, etc. So that the information, if ever leaked, would not cross-contaminate or interfere or be taken as a biblical truth across all domains of this insider secret world. It's clandestine black project world. So excellent. With that said, keep open ears and minds to the details that this channel mentions. And regarding extraterrestrials, the agendas on Earth, the organizations they are working with, their plans, the timelines in question, and his own insider perspective. Thank you all very much. Now we're going to jump into it with Alien Agenda 1, Alien Types. agenda is the complete restructuring of not only the human society but the human genome the power structure stretches from the aliens down to their ancient cult now called the vatican which in turn controls the governments throughout the world through military orders and secret societies so to begin i'll briefly describe the different extraterrestrial and alien types if you are new to this for more information, I'd highly recommend watching my documentary videos entitled Neanderthal Lecture, found on the Bulletproof Cyrus 13 channel, and the two videos on this channel called Trauma-Based Mind Control Part 1 and Part 2, and Adamu was Gimpus Vaticanus. 
I'll first start with the extraterrestrial race known as the Drax. The Drax are what people are talking about when you hear reports of reptilian aliens. Drax are an orange red color and grow up to eight or nine feet tall. They are a deep cavern dwelling race that live on a planet rotating a star known as Thuban or Alpha Draconis in the Draco constellation. Their race developed as a cannibalistic society. The Drax are hermaphrodite, which means they are neither male nor female, yet lay masses of eggs that hatch baby Drax, many of which are eaten by the older Drax to survive. <coughs> Instead of the surface of the planet, the Drax developed in the caverns, discovering the use of fire and metals to create tools and later technology. They were big into genetic research experiments and mind control in which different creatures were implanted and then controlled by the Drax remotely, many of which were dinosaurs that they would implant and then control in fights. So Drax would constantly screw with the genetic makeup of dinosaurs and animals on their home planet, which also had many issues with pollution and radiation. Their sun is getting to the point where their planet is not suitable for life, even deep in the caverns. So they are looking for other planets to inhabit, namely Earth, which the Vatican CIA are working to make this possible for the Alpha Draconians. If it were not for the Palladians or human extraterrestrials who are at war with the Alpha Draconians, the Drax would already have complete control of this planet long ago. So to put it simply, there is a war over planet Earth with a great deal of the power structure siding with the draconian invaders that give the Vatican the CIA technology and power over others while they alter and then assume control of planet Earth. If the majority of the planet sides with the Vatican, the Drax will completely take over this planet and begin genetic experiments on human beings as they restructure our way of life. The next alien race I will talk about is the Greys. Technically, the title Grey is reserved for human beings that have sided with and then become genetically altered by the Drax. However, the name Greys is also a quick way to describe all these other alien creatures, synthetic humans, and hybrids that are under the control of the Drax. So we will start with the Tall Greys, also known as Neanderthals, also known as Bafat, the Bafath started as the shorter Neanderthals, yet have increased their height due to genetics and selective breeding, and grow up to seven to almost eight feet tall. The Bafath are pale white in color, and are genetic experiments of the Drax, which used chimpanzee DNA, spliced with some Drax DNA and some human DNA, to create a warm-blooded and sexed Drac creature that gives birth to live young. In prehistoric times on Earth, there was basically the same animal life as we have now. The only big difference was the dinosaurs at the top of the food chain. So when a comet struck the planet, vegetation died, and almost all life slowly died off. The chimpanzees started to go into the caves and then into the caverns to one, escape predators, and two, find food and water. Possibly the chimps saw bats or birds flying in and out of the caves or followed rivers into the caves for adequate drinking water and managed to find a little bit to eat, 
mushrooms or frogs or whatever they could find, which probably wasn't much because sooner or later the chimpanzees began to consume each other. These are the Bafath or tall gray aliens photographed at the Bohemian Grove facility. This photograph was probably taken in the late 1950s sometime. By their telepathic methods, the Bafath agreed to show up in the flesh if these Vatican priests, shown center, and cult members, shown left, did something extremely evil like sacrifice a hundred youths in one night to the Bafath. The Bohemian Grove facility is a military-controlled compound that represents itself as a campground vacation retreat for wealthy and influential men, such as politicians, etc. As most of you know, the Bohemian Grove facility features a pretend human sacrifice ritual in the form of entertainment. They have a giant stone owl that they light a human effigy on fire in front of, calling it the cremation of care. On other nights, only high-level cult members are invited there by the Vatican priests, where they conduct real human sacrifice rituals, where they kill people in all sorts of ways disemboweling 25-year-old females and then leaving her on display among altars of fruit and offerings, for example, or throwing babies on the bonfires. Anyway, the Bafath showed up on this occasion, and then the priests had everyone bow, and then these Bafath walked back off into the woods and disappeared. I am now going to show a sub-video I made concerning this photograph and some measurements I made based on a scale I developed in order to show the Bafas height in comparison to the people in this photograph, I had to develop a scale. So I used a ruler and equated every one sixteenth of an inch equal to four inches worth of height of the beings shown in this photograph. So sixteenth sixteenth or one inch would be equal to a being who's about five foot four inches tall. So that put most of the cult members who are all on the left-hand side to be around six feet tall. Using the scale, the shortest men were around five foot six inches tall to around five foot eight inches tall. While the tallest men measured around six foot four inches tall or six foot five inches tall. I tried to take measurements where I could clearly make out their feet and the tops of their head. It seemed that the priests shown in the middle weren't taller than five and a half feet tall to around six feet tall. However, they were standing farther back in the photograph. Meanwhile, the Bafath shown on the right-hand side of the photograph measured a lot taller. Using the scale, most of the Bafath were seven feet tall. The three tallest beings, according to our scale, measured at seven foot four inches tall, registering as one and six sixteenths of an inch on the ruler. Right now, the the measurements are four 
centimeters. Or approximately one and There are a couple of fat beings in the front of the pack that appear to be shorter than the rest at around six feet tall. However, they are also standing back some. They also appear to be a buffat male and female who look more normal than the others. Their heads appear more human, and they are standing in the front. This is probably by design to make the buffat look more acceptable to the cult members. They are probably not the leaders. If I had to guess who was, it would be the buffat who was standing, looking in the direction of the photo being taken. Next, we will discuss the short grays or synthetic humans. The short grays have been described as being small, robotic alien beings with large, black, almond-shaped eyes and gray skin. In reality, they are about three feet tall and have blue skin, maybe because their diet includes lots of minerals like silver. In reality, their eyes appear as slits, and when people have reported seeing the short grays with large, almond-shaped eyes, they have actually seen these beings wearing suits and helmets. But simply, synthetic humans or short grays are developed from the Drax experimentation on human beings. The Drax have changed the human genome and have created an altered zygote, which is then implanted inside a human female's womb. Around the start of the third trimester, the synthetic human fetus is removed from the female and placed inside a test tube apparatus, which mimics the human womb for another two years. When they are removed from the test tube, they are essentially biological robots which are controlled by Drac energy systems and implants. They are about the height of most two-year-olds, around three feet tall, and no, the same as any newborn, which is almost nothing. They are controlled by alien computers and energy systems which propel the body around. The Dracs have experimented with many types of greys, but the classic robotic drone appears like this. There has been many reports of abductees being impregnated by aliens and later realizing that the fetus has been removed. And this is the process of creating synthetic human greys. The Dracs also keep abducted females unconscious in underground labs. They are connected to respirators and feed tubes and essentially act as wombs to create synthetic humans for the Drac empire. The greys that move around are called drones and have smaller and more oval heads, while there are some greys with larger craniums without arms or legs. The synthetic humans have been genetically altered to best suit the Drac as robotic slaves. The Dracs are not going to spoon feed these infants. They definitely are not going to change their diapers. So the short grays digestive system has been changed and these creatures only live for about a month after being removed from the womb apparatus test tube device. Humans don't do too well when being forced to live with Dracs. They end up either dying or going completely crazy. So the Dracs have created this synthetic human creature as their test subjects. Short grays are basically robots and when found in crashed flying discs, they're basically just crash test dummies. If they weren't connected to the Drax computer and energy system, they would just fall on the floor, unable to do anything. When not performing a task, the Drax control the synthetic humans to do bizarre and violent things, and then often kill the synthetic humans for amusement in all sorts of gruesome ways.
due to the war. The Drax hate extraterrestrial human beings like the Pleiadians, so they wish to dominate, experiment, and ritually abuse human beings in this fashion. However, they are looking to control human species more like the humans on planet Earth and less like the synthetic human clones. This is the reason Drax want to completely restructure the human civilization on planet Earth to better suit their needs. They want older and more developed human beings for use in experiments and violent rituals, but understand that in order for this to work, the human civilization must raise their own offspring. The Drax are not going to raise human beings themselves. They're not going to pick up the baby when it starts crying and that sort of thing. By allowing humans to raise their own offspring in a military prison-styled world will give the Drax better test subjects to genetically alter and conduct mind-control rituals on. The last alien type I'll describe is called the hybrid. It is a Drac crossed with a synthetic human. They are also blue skin with larger heads, however look more reptilian. They have the almond-shaped eyes stretched up and are about five to five and a half feet tall. They are extremely intelligent and used with lots of the communications between Drax and human beings on Earth. Hybrids are just about the same as Drax, so to experiment and control these hybrids is almost like experimenting and controlling other Drax, so the Drax desire a domination over human beings. Yet for the Drax to successfully control people, the society of people must first be dumbed down. Also, something must be human before the Drax begin the process of systematically dehumanizing the targets. That is the part of the Drax ritualistic and scientific manipulation of the human species on planet Earth. organization of peace 
when in actuality the Vatican is the oldest, largest, and richest multinational corporate banking and military cult that goes back thousands of years. When you hear that war is good for business, nobody knows that better than the Vatican. Over the ages, the Vatican has used empires to make themselves wealthy and powerful, all the while using wars to stretch their influence worldwide. The Vatican has used the Roman Empire in this fashion, then the English Empire, then the German Nazi Empire, and last, they are using the American Empire. And like every empire before us, they use our manpower and our resources to consolidate power, start wars, get rich, and then like any wealthy corporate executives, with golden parachutes, they jump ship with all their money and spoils from war just before the rest of you take the fall. If you want to know more about the Vatican, just see the numerous videos I have on this channel and on Bulletproof Cyrus 13. To learn more about Roman Catholic practices and operations concerning world domination, the Roman Catholic Church has tortured, executed, and burned people alive for world domination and power. Not because the Catholic Church did not simply agree with their spiritual beliefs. The Vatican kills everyone else with the zero percent tolerance for anyone who doesn't conform to their will. Everybody needs to wake up to this point. The Vatican tortures and executes people just the same as any military force would enemy soldiers while they invade foreign countries, murdering and silencing all opposition. All you have to do is research the history of the Roman Catholic Church, all its religious wars, its genocides, its torture chambers, its inquisition, its burning people at the stake, its silencing uh, thinkers and artists. These are not normal activities of a church or spiritual organization. The Roman Catholic Church is terrified of being exposed for what it is, a satanic military cult that works with aliens that they refer to as gods, spirits, or demons. So in America today, we are losing more and more of our freedoms as the Roman Catholic Church assumes more and more control of our country. They do most of this through large corporations and banks that they control. In turn, these large and powerful corporations buy out the smaller corporations or put them out of business. This is called monopolies. Part of what made America so great, strong, and free for so long is that our founders knew a little about how the Roman Catholic Church ran the old world of Europe. In the old world, the Vatican had full control of the banks, which loaned money to the royal houses. The royal houses were the old world governments. That is why the founders of America said there should be a division between Catholic Church and government or as they said it, a division between church and state. America's first leaders also warned us against monopolies and large foreign banks called central banks, because this is how the Vatican controlled the old world. The Vatican made 1% of the population extremely rich by loaning money to these royal houses while keeping the rest of you landless peasants. And this is happening again in America. We are being regressed back into medieval times as a population of people with no rights while all power is being given to a small governing class. 
Like every empire before us, the Vatican does essentially the same thing. They promote a rich 1% in the government. They become the new royal class. The Vatican promote a rich 1% in corporation. They become the monopoly men. The Vatican promotes a rich 1% in media. They become the liars and fakers to tell you everything is good. And last, the Vatican promotes a huge military force, the Royal Guard. And that's to keep you peasants in line while your country goes bankrupt, you are starved out, and your government and military is used as a tool of the Vatican to further their world domination until it exhausts your every resource. Then the Vatican skates out of the deal with all the money and power they made off of controlling your country while you take the fall and go bankrupt. Then what does the Vatican do? The Vatican then hides behind another world power, offers the next government strong central banks with unlimited credit lines. The Vatican offers them powerful ties to trade routes, corporations, and industry worldwide. So we have this giant military force being formed in America. Every time I turn on the TV, I see this military corporation hiring a few good men. Yet once you join the military, you find that it is a very dangerous corporation to be a part of. This is a corporation where you have no rights. You can't resign. The military takes complete control of where you live, your medical treatment. They take control of your family. They could even beat your ass and throw you in jail if you get caught talking when you aren't supposed to. So the military corporation is less a corporation and more like a prison where you undergo mind control. Furthermore, the military involves you in dealings where you have to remain silent about everything you do, which are sometimes criminal acts. Otherwise, you could be imprisoned. This is how the Vatican has taken over so many countries by first taking over the government then merging private banks and corporations with your government. Then it's very easy for them to hijack control of your military where there is no election process or individual rights. In the military, you are no longer a citizen or a civilian of any country where you are entitled to certain rights. So the American soldier becomes a prisoner of the American military system where they have to blindly follow orders or face prison time or death. This is why the military owns a wide range of military prisons and produces the largest amount of employee casualties than any other corporation. So in other words, it's real easy for the military to kill you and then tell others their version of how you died. It's also very easy for the Vatican to take over the military after manipulating the only place you, the American citizen, had a chance for freedom by taking over a government for the people and by the people and replacing it with the government for the corporation and by the corporation. So let's talk about the true face of monopolies in relation to the military takeover of cities and towns. Monopolies don't only exist to make certain people extremely rich. Monopolies also exist to take away your individual freedoms. I will begin to explain how your corrupt federal government and military rely on monopolies to turn your country into a military police state where you have exactly no rights. For more information, I have discussed some of this before in videos entitled Military <coughs> Towns and Predictive Programming Part 1, Military
military experimentation with gray technology and the invasion of rural America, part one and part two, and CIA kills jobs, part one, part two, and part three. They are a must-see to understand the situation completely and can be found on this channel. Yet the military has always conducted operations where they practice the takeover of certain cities and towns in America. And they always say they do this in the event of an emergency. A few of these operations were exposed on the internet where uh, the military had drills taking over towns and the drills focused on the military going house to house to search for dissidents, <coughs> taking control of the town's police, mayor's offices and churches. Now the reality is that they are training the military to do this on a large scale for the military police state take over of America. Of course, they're going to tell the military guys that these drills are in the event of an emergency, because that sounds good. And they definitely can't tell the soldiers that they are practicing this so they can help international corporations hijack control of America and eliminate everyone's rights like the Nazis did in Germany, because it sounds so much better to say search and rescue or clean and sweep or protect and serve than it does to say hunt and kill, plant bombs and detonate, or rape and torture. So I've gotten a taste of these military controlled towns and the military police take over of America firsthand a little sooner than most of you. So let me describe from the inside what the military consider an emergency where they have to roll into town, take over the police, the mayor's office, and basically everything else too. An emergency for the military these days is someone practicing freedom of speech and freedom of press on the internet. For example, someone who is not in their monopoly of media control actually thinking he has a right to freedom of speech and press. That is a big time emergency for the pedophile serial killers that run today's military and federal government. And if that person practicing freedom of speech knows something about illegal criminal and treasonous military operations and is talking about it on the internet, that is considered a big time emergency for the military. So they will all show up in herds of military cattle and begin to take over the city or town where such human rights dissidents live. So yes, the military poses police officers. They pose as firefighters. They obviously flash a badge and outrank whatever local politician who is in the area. But let me tell you from the inside what other establishments the military insist on taking over and for what reason. The military will take over all grocery stores to control all food and water. That's a must. The military will take over all banks, radio stations, and newspapers. That's a given. The military will also take over all large businesses in the area like Walmarts, Costco's, Home Depot's, gas stations, and auto dealerships because they want to control all supplies and business dealings. So what you will begin to see is that these regimented military goons have replaced all the regular townspeople, clerks, and store workers. And at that point, you aren't dealing with any type of individual with any morality or business ethics, decency, or standards. You are now dealing with the military personnel who lack any human conduct whatsoever. You are now dealing with the machine. You are now dealing with the military hierarchy who does not respond to anything other than their chain of command. 
and since they have a monopoly control of all businesses in the area, you have lost all your rights, not only as a consumer, but your rights as citizens of the United States of America. So let me give you a specific example so you can all begin to realize how this will work when the military takes complete control of your life through these monopolies. Over years of world domination, the Vatican has realized that it's not enough just to control all religions, hospitals, schools, militaries, and police, because people will still protect each other through their different businesses and trades. The Vatican's hierarchy of sadistic depravity failed if people owned their own private businesses and farms and stores because they could still hire who they wanted and conduct businesses the proper way they wished. So that is why the Vatican and their corporate establishment had to form all these giant monopolies to take complete control of the marketplace as well. So first and foremost, through monopolies, they will obviously decide from the top have a job and who will remain unemployed and the only people who will have a job in the future is the military while the rest of you remain unemployed lucky to collect a state welfare check and military bases as you might know they have a surplus of people a small percentage might have jobs as drill instructors desk jobs guard jobs but the majority of military personnel after being trained basically just sit around the military base if they're not being deployed to war. Now, as the military takes over your constitutional American government, replacing it with a military dictatorship, you can expect for all these millions of military guys to be given undercover jobs in grocery stores, Home Depots, Walmarts, gas stations, car dealerships, because this is all part of this silent war against America and American rights. The U.S. military plans to invade their own country, but they want to do it stealthily. And so stealthily, in fact, that most of you will not even catch on to the fact until it's too late. So let me explain to you how this works with an important example. We're in Connecticut called Stop and Shop. In Waterbury, three of the supermarkets are this Stop and Shop Corporation. So that is pretty much all we have in the area as far as grocery stores go. So Stop and Shop began to sell rotten food, and the first couple of times I let it go, I said to myself, this may happen with ground beef sometimes. The expiration date was good until next week, but it got old a couple days early. But when I began to buy blocks of cheese, for example, with an expiration date of four months away, but when I opened it up, it was already rotten, releasing a terrible smell. Something is very wrong there especially when it happened several times, and not only at the stop and shop down the street for me, but also at the stop and shop across town. So I decided to go in and complain. So I went to the customer service desk and I explained that they were selling products that were supposed to be good for months still, but were already rotten as soon as you opened the package. So there was this undercover military woman working there who snatched the cheese out of my hand and then slapped five bucks on the counter angrily. And while I was trying to explain the whole situation, she shouted next to the person behind me. She made it clear that she didn't care that her store was selling rotten food. 
she didn't care to hear the customer out and apologize for selling rotten food that could potentially harm the customer. She didn't care to ask what specific products I had issues with to correct the situation. So I told her, look, I wasn't finished explaining this issue to you. At the very least, you could be decent enough to hear me out, you being customer service and all. So she snaps at me, you want to talk to a manager? So like any good military sheep, she is unable to deal with a simple complaint herself and has to summon a manager to deal with the simple issue because she is taught never to handle any situation herself but to kick it up the chain of command. So I say, yeah, okay, I'll talk to the manager if you at the stop and shop customer service desk are now unable to hear a customer voice a simple complaint. So the manager walks over, who's a bigger and more retarded military plant, who has crossed eyes and a mouth twitch, and that when I spoke to her, her mouth was moving as though she were constantly mumbling things to herself silently. To summarize what happened, the manager refused to hear me out. She continued to interrupt me while I explained the issue, making excuses and attempting to provoke me with a bad attitude. She acted as though it was my fault for buying rotten products from them and would constantly talk over me and wouldn't let me explain the situation. That this had been happening for quite some time at stop and shops all over town. She then stated something unusual and said, I'm not going to stand here and be talked to by you. I responded, as a manager listening to a customer with a serious complaint, yes, you are. She then grabbed her two-way radio and tried to call security. At that point, when I realized that they were going to call the police on me, I left the store. So welcome to the future where the military controls all businesses and supermarkets in your area. Welcome to the future where the military has a monopoly control of all grocery stores where they sell rotten food. If you attempt to take it back and put in a formal complaint, the customer service ignores you. The manager blames you. And if they feel like it, they can call the cops and have you arrested. So in the future, a public disturbance will be someone who complains to a store manager about being sold rotten food again and again. Of course, the authority of that store, which is the military, will be in line with the authority of the police, which is the military. And so you, the citizen, don't stand a chance. And that will be all over the place, whatever store or business you might enter. The corporation can rip you off talk shit to you, sell you rotten food, and if you try to complain, they could have you arrested. And of course, you can't go anywhere else because that same Monopoly Corporation owns all the stores in your area. So that is how the military takes control of your country and then attacks you by having everyone arrested who is brave enough to speak up for themselves when they don't like being sold rotten food. So they get all those guys off the streets and put them in prisons while the little slaves who know how to shut their mouths and eat whatever rot the military wants to shovel down their throats will be left alone as long as they do whatever they are told. So you start to have a regression of morality, decency, and human strength in the American populace, replaced by a terrified and bullied population controlled by the military to eat rotten food on command without question. So in monopolies, you can't go down the street to the store's competitors because there aren't any competitors. You can't complain about the prices or about the quality of food or about anything because they might call the police on you and have you arrested for complaining to a manager. So this would be across the board. The corporate power establishment controlling all stores through monopoly control. 
without any competitors for you to be able to go to, you have lost all rights and are forced to deal with corporations that hate you, treat you like shit, and sell you broken and rotten merchandise, and you have no protection if you don't like it. You don't like it, get out of the store, or we'll call the cops on you for making problems. So a society develops of these sadistic, dumbed-down military goons on power trips, controlling a bunch of weak little slaves, and slowly your human race begins to de-evolve. By an unnatural selection, the weakest, most stupid, and easy to control are allowed to exist, as the most intelligent and tough-minded people are killed or locked away in prisons. And this is all part of the alien agenda, as assisted by the world's oldest monopoly corporation, the Vatican, controlling your U.S. military and federal government. But most of these compartmentalized goons don't see the big picture. They just know they have some control as long as they push the rest of you around. So it's easy for the world's scum to do well in Vatican America. With this as a model for society, you are not going in the direction where there is a big economy due to competition in the marketplace, a good selection, quality, many jobs. Instead, you are going in the direction where there are no jobs, a bad economy, monopoly rule, where corporations make more money, the less of you they have to pay to work, and the less quality and standards the corporation has to maintain. So society begins to degrade itself into a subhuman state where everyone suffers, so a few could be ultra-rich. So society begins to become programmed to accept worse and worse conditions and more controlled by this military prison establishment, which quickly realizes that due to all these monopolies, they need to eliminate great deals of people because once out of work, people become a welfare burden on the military police state who quickly concludes they should just simply get rid of lots of you and they do this through disease through controlling food and causing famine and poor health conditions where they basically poison you like i said this is ultimately being orchestrated by the aliens who work through their religious cult the vatican whose job it is to regress both themselves and you into the next generation of greys because that is what the drags ultimately want, a race of people who are easy to manipulate, experiment on, and control. So the Vatican and the U.S. military will make that possible for the aliens. So the leftover populations become extremely dumbed down because that is who does the best in this low-standard, military-controlled prison state where people are afraid to demand rights or at the very least even ask to be treated humanely. So the majority of the population lives in fear and disease and in subhuman living conditions, while a network of control freaks manage the gradual decline into a planetary hell. Our sadistic and below average intelligence people who enjoy controlling others as livestock with very little rights as society devolves. So this Planet of the Apes establishment begins grooming different personality types that fit well into the hierarchy of Vatican military control. So I'm going to briefly describe some of these personality types that are of interest to the alien agenda. They first look for those who will be good handlers, like I described above. And honestly, these sadists and control freaks are not that smart. 
they may be good at lying and manipulating people to benefit themselves, but if they were really intelligent, they would begin to see the big picture where this all leads, especially in regards to the alien threat. So the next personality type that the Vatican controllers and the CIA handlers look for is the egotistical lot, who will go on to be their frontmen. These are often politicians, media personalities, entertainers, and corporate executives. These people tend to look a little cuter than the average CIA handler. So the military cult will approach them with an ego program. At first, as always, the target will be subject to these electromagnetic energy oscillators that will be placed in their house or car usually. These electromagnetic energy oscillators have different energy spectrums that produce different states. For example, sedation, anxiety, or pain. Yet for the programming of the target, the CIA will use these electromagnetic devices to induce the subject into becoming hyper-aware and therefore paying close attention to every detail. So after being hit with these energy devices, the target knows that something feels different and they start paying closer attention to every detail. And this is what the agency desires because instead of tuning out the background noises and ignoring the passing crowds, the target tends to begin to notice everything. And so a network of handlers will take advantage of this mindset by constantly being around the subject, giving subliminal gestures, making comments, and acting in a way that the subject will begin to realize that they are being paid close attention to by a network of followers. When undergoing this, a lot of targets state that they felt like they are in the process of being recruited or analyzed by some agency for some reason. Many people don't like it. They consider this an invasion of privacy and don't like a shadowy group of strangers following them around and acting unusual. This makes them feel paranoid or self-conscious especially when being hit with these energy spectrums that affect brain chemistry, inducing them to be hyper-aware. Then it becomes very difficult to tune a lot of these people out or ignore the background noise, and it becomes very agitating having all these people around acting in flamboyant ways. So something like symptoms of paranoia or mental illness will develop. So many normal people end up going crazy or trying to report the situation to the medical field, which will diagnose and then drug them. These people are not what the CIA is looking for. These people are too honest and too outspoken, and they made the mistake of talking about these issues to others and attempt to receive help. Honest and communicative people are not what the CIA desires. Lying, manipulating, self-centered assholes who know how to keep their mouth shut about the programming is exactly what the CIA is looking for. The military is also looking for a few good egotistical frontmen who can be groomed into taking subliminal direction from a network of shadowy handlers. So someone the CIA would say is responding well to the ego program will begin to enjoy all the strange attention. They will skip around pleased with everyone noticing them. All the deranged military handlers grinning at them from behind sunglasses will appear as old friends. Finally, someone who appreciates my many and wonderful qualities. What good taste the CIA has. Finally, some acknowledgement. How wonderful. I don't know who they are or what they want. 
All I know is that I now have a cult of fans who care about every little thing I do. How cute it all is. So meanwhile, the egotist has no idea that he is being followed around by a network of baby-killing Satanists who consider it all a game, manipulating the new asshole. In the handler's mind, he's just another puppet who has no idea who we are, but is doing exactly what we want. This piece of egotistical shit actually thinks we like him. Why do the higher-ups want this guy? I don't know. They think he looks good in a white sweater and pink tie, reading the news on NBC. What's the new asshole doing now? He's buying a tie. We'll make sure he gets a pink one. So the handlers cruise up to him in the department store. The asshole picks up a red and blue striped tie and glances at the agent standing close by. She shakes her head no. The asshole drops the tie like a hot potato. He picks up another one, green and pink. The handler gives the notion of some approval, but still not the one he should get. He picks up a pink tie with ruffles. That's the one big guy. The handler smiles and nods her head. The asshole prances up to the cash register with his new pink tie, enthusiastic to buy what the agency has approved. On the way out, two homosexual agents pass the asshole, saying, Looks like we got our guy. Further programming him that he's on to great things, as long as he keeps on taking direction from this cult of absolute strangers. If the egotist tries to talk to the handlers, subliminally command him from the background the handlers will act like they don't know what he's talking about or will walk away because the whole point to being programmed is to accept direction from any random agent who's around them and happens to be working at that time and they have to do it secretly without being noticed by others that is part of the establishment control and the way the inner group functions now there's an old joke if you are gay and are attracted to the same sex, do you check yourself out in the mirror all the time? Now, there is some truth to this joke, which makes it funny. The CIA egotist programming goes in the direction of homosexuality. But the first step in the process is that the egotist will first really get into themselves. So as the egotist goes through life, handlers will all walk past him, instilling the ego program by staring at the subject constantly and smiling or saying lines like, you're him. Or for example, if the egotist is waiting at a bus stop, looking at a billboard of a model, a handler might walk past and say, you're hotter than him. So instead of looking for a girlfriend or checking out the women all around him, the egotist will start getting into himself. After all, he has all these fans around him who also recognize his greatness. Now, usually the handlers who are all pretending to admire him will also be men. So packs of homosexual agents will be used to program the egotist. And after a while, they will begin to say strange things. For example, a really beautiful woman will walk past and a CIA handler will say, you're hotter than she is. Or later, they'll say, you are her. Now, if you are interested, I spoke in more detail about the homosexual program in a video series entitled The Program, which is on the Bulletproof Cyrus 13 channel. If you want to hear more about how they program many people in the media to be gay because they don't want entertainers to find girlfriends, get married, and have children, 
because that screws up the TV series, or they think nobody wants to see a pregnant Lady Gaga up on stage. But there is another aspect to the egotist or homosexual program that goes in the direction of bisexuality. And that is the programmers want some of the men to get married and have children, but they are programmed along the ego lines to not really care about their wives and children. So they get these younger, good-looking guys with cute wives to produce beautiful children that the cult essentially owns because they own the father. The father has been programmed along the lines that he is so into himself on the ego program that he barely pays attention to his wife and kids, especially about anything important. So it's really easy for the cult to program or molest his wife and kids. And if they begin to show signs or adverse reactions, the dad, one, won't look or think too much about why the kids are acting strange. And he probably won't even realize anything is wrong. And two, he won't do anything unless he is forced into doing something. And three, if the kid develops a problem that poses a threat, the dad will just send him or her to a mental hospital that drugs the kids and also ignores the source of the problem. So the program can do whatever they want to the wife and kids and the father doesn't really care because he is too busy with work or watching TV or just doesn't want to be bothered with the problems of little kids because they are just not as important as he is. Because after all, the whole CIA admires him and calls him the man. They give him a good job as a corporate executive where he can wear his little gold cufflinks and white sweaters and pink ties to and prance around the gym after work where a bunch of fags can check them out. So ultimately, a lot of the women and children can be placed under mind control with this type of piece of shit acting as the head of family. And then the eight men can rape the cute little wife and kids and rituals. And this is all part of the alien agenda. This is what the Vatican and the CIA take part in when you hear all the time that the Vatican and the CIA are guilty of pedophilia crimes or running military nursery school sex abuse rings, it all goes back to the alien manipulation of the people of our world. So as all of society's programmed like this, to be like sadistic controllers or eight-man handlers or egotistical frontmen, slowly the ritual abuse that was once a big secret becomes your everyday life. Pedophilia becomes accepted and practiced openly. Cannibalism is promoted by corporations allowing a certain percentage of human meat to be allowed in ground beef sold in the CIA-controlled supermarkets. Genetic experiments on the human populace is practiced when everyone is the property of the state with no human rights. This is what the Vatican and the militaries of the world have planned for you. And the egotistical frontmen you'll see acting as your president or as heads of major corporations or reporting the news to you will never tell you. And before you know it, you will all be greys, a civilization of greys. There is a disinformationist on the internet who says his name is Richard D. Hall, and he presents himself as an investigator of UFO and extraterrestrial activities. He is from England and has a platform called Rich Planet. I saw one of his lectures on YouTube called The Secret Space Fleet, where he discussed 
black triangle aircraft and how these black triangle aircraft were property of the United States government. And he used as a reference another disinformationist named Ed Fouché. Ed Fouché was supposedly an avionics engineer in the U.S. Air Force. He claims to have worked at Area 51 and also at General Dynamics at Fort Worth. So Rich Hall and Ed Fouché go out of their way to convince you that the Black Triangle aircraft are U.S. military aircraft, and they have been named the TR-3B. And while they describe the Black Triangle craft, both these guys will try to throw a lot of fancy technical phrases at you, such as plasma accelerator. They say the United States military has been working on these types of aircraft since the 1940s. With these hang glider shaped planes like the XB-35 and the YB-49. Fouché states these planes evolved through the years. And now the U.S. military has black triangle aircraft with plasma accelerators. And these planes are coated with quasi-crystals that not only block radar, yet allow these planes to change color, blending into the day or night sky. So they appear like black triangles at night and blue triangles during the day. Then Ed Fouché will try to tell you his next line. In fact, the U.S. military has had plasma accelerator engines in operation as early as the 1960s, and that these plasma engines spin ionized mercury gas so fast around in circles that it generates a magnetic field. In other words, these two nuts, Richard Hall and Ed Fouché, will try to convince you that the U.S. military has aircraft with zero-point energy capabilities. They describe them as plasma accelerator engines, which power these black triangular aircraft that people sometimes see. So if you see one of those black triangle craft up in the sky, they want you to think that Ed Fouché is behind the wheel. And if you believe all that, Richard Hall will also tell you the U.S. military are landing these triangle planes on the moon they are flying them all around the solar system and then using them as bases on whatever planet they might land on. So let's stop there and come back from Richard's planet of disinformation. And I'd like to refer you to a real person and someone who will give you some real information on zero point energy. And that is a man named David Serrata. And David has two excellent documentaries where he accomplishes more in the way of research than the entire NASA program, in my opinion. And those documentaries are entitled Evidence, The Case for NASA UFOs. There's a part one and a part two. In part one, David analyzes the footage recorded by NASA that exposes the many UFOs ignored by NASA as they fumble around on their satellite. And in part two, David goes into detail about zero-point energy, and zero-point energy will begin to explain to you how highly advanced spaceships can travel great distances throughout the universe very quickly. 
So I'd like to refer you to David Sereda, and he also has a website. But as you can see, I cannot access it. However, those two documentaries I highly recommend, and I'm sure his website is equally valuable too. Now, unfortunately, to learn a thing or two on how the government operates, we have to return to the topic of Ed Fouché and Richard Hall on their planet of disinformation and see what we can expect from the CIA MI5 government crime ring. So these two clowns are here to tell you that the U.S. government is so advanced and has everything running so well that as far back as the 1940s, they had these triangular airplanes. And if you look at the XB-35, it looks pretty advanced, especially for something out of the 40s. It looks like a stealth bomber with propellers. Yet if you look into the XB-35, they had many problems with the propellers and the engines. So they constructed a newer model, the YB-49, that had the same frame, but was fitted with jet engines. However, it never made it into production because the YB-49 continued to have problems. They caught on fire, and there were other issues causing them to cancel the YB-49 design. So aerospace engineers decided to forget that design, and they began developing the more traditional jets with designs that we are more familiar with until they decided to return to the arena of the triangular-shaped aircraft around the Carter and Reagan administration when the military and large aerospace corporations began to work on the B-2 stealth bomber. So after looking into the development of the stealth aircraft, I found out that they have nothing but problems as well. So it wasn't as though the stealth aircraft design evolved into that specific shape as our technology and sophistication improved through the decades. But rather, it seemed as though the military was trying to jump ahead of itself like they did in the 40s and imitate something that they have seen. So after these early prototype planes like the XB-35 and the YB-49 failed, they put that design on hold into the 1980s when the military began to develop and test the B-2 stealth bomber. Basically, the B-2 stealth bomber was an aircraft that was able to fly at fast speeds at high altitudes and would be undetectable by radar because of its coating, which would absorb radar signals. And this aircraft would be used to nuke Russia. Yet the cost of the B-2 stealth bombers was an enormous amount of money and continued to go up and up and up because the military and the aerospace engineers encountered nothing but problems in the development of this stealth bomber aircraft, so they experienced many delays. I read that in 1997, the total cost of developing, engineering, and testing each stealth bomber was $2.1 billion. I also read for every one hour of flight time, the stealth bomber needed 119 hours of maintenance. Then, at the end of the 1980s, as the Cold War with Russia was almost at an end, 
Congress did not feel the need to purchase as many stealth bombers as it originally planned when they wanted to go nuke Russia. In 1988 was the first public showing of a B-2 stealth bomber. In 1990, the Department of Defense accused Northrop Corporation of using faulty parts in the flight control system, and they had to continue to redesign and test the aircraft, and it continued to be something of a money pit, where every day they were updating, changing, and then testing the aircraft. And this went on for decades. Then after sinking countless of billions of dollars into the stealth bomber project, the aircraft continued to have more problems. In 2008, the military crashed a B-2 bomber shortly after takeoff, destroying the aircraft. In February of 2010, another serious incident involving a B-2 occurred at the Anderson Air Force Base, where the aircraft was severely damaged by fire while on the ground. The growing cost of the B-2 program and evidence of flaws in the aircraft's ability to avoid detection by radar were among the reasons that drove opposition to continue the program. And at the peak production period specified in 1989, the schedule called for spending $8 billion a year in 1989 dollars, something that definitely would not fly financially. So after all the billions of dollars were spent, the military only used the B-2 stealth bomber for attacking tiny third world countries like Afghanistan and Iraq in a severe demonstration of overkill. So I'll encourage all of you to investigate this B-2 bomber because it appears to be the closest thing to a black triangle aircraft that the military has. I'm having nothing but problems researching this craft. There's a lot of disinformation and confusing timelines that I find when I'm looking into it, but maybe some of you will have some better luck. But from my perspective, I basically see a history of a developmental aircraft design that was modeled after something else. In other words, it was as if the military was inspired to jump ahead of themselves and try to imitate a craft they had only seen in the skies or seen photographs of or possibly attained via a UFO crash site like in Germany and Roswell. Also, I would like to mention that because these stealth bomber aircrafts did not work so well, the military always had to return to a more traditional design of aircraft, for example, the SR-71 or the Aurora. Some of you are familiar with Phil Schneider, who worked at S-4 and S-5. He was a geologist who analyzed what type of equipment was needed for drilling tunnels for underground military bases. His father was an engineer who worked for the Nazis as a U-boat captain, and then for the Americans after World War II. And Phil knew a lot about a variety of topics. And I remember in one of his lectures, he spoke about the U.S. Calvary in the year 1909, they were chasing a group of Mexican bandits who took shelter in a cave. And after following them into the cave, the U.S. Cavalry found a series of what they called horseshoe craft or horseshoe shaped aircraft. And they also saw what they called little gray demons. 
In his lectures, Phil also spoke about the stealth bombers, how expensive they were, and how the U.S. military turned to what they called the black budget to further finance these B-2 stealth bomber projects. And Phil said the military would be involved with illegal arms and drug deals to do this. Those of you who are familiar with my reports will also know that the CIA also involves themselves in satanic rituals, snuff films, and murder shows where rich members of the establishment pay huge amounts of money to see people, mainly homeless people, and children killed in gruesome ways. As you know, our sick American culture is fascinated with slasher movies where you pay to watch a serial killer chase around and hack up usually young teenage kids at a summer camp, for example. The quote-unquote elite will want to see more than just a fictional movie, and they will pay large sums of money to see snuff films and murder shows live. So through drug dealing, pornography, snuff films, prostitution, murder shows, they all go hand-in-hand to bankroll your U.S. military corporation so they could spend billions of dollars fucking around for five decades trying to design a black triangle aircraft that they basically have no idea about. The only thing that they know is that their alien buddies fly around in them and the military and elite don't care how many children have to die in order for them to develop a stealth prototype. Because once they actually get one to work, they're just gonna use it to go drop nuclear weapons on Russia and the third world anyway. So when Rich Hall gets up and tells you that the military gets intelligence where a UFO will be so they can go and fire electromagnetic energy weapons at it and protect you all, understand that this is a huge lie and a big joke for everybody in the know. Because the CIA worships the aliens. They don't attack them at all. In fact, they cover up and lie about all activity concerning the aliens and all reports or videos of the military shooting energy weapons at the UFOs is a big act. Richard Hall even will state that a team comprised of military personnel from the United States, from Germany and England, will go around looking for UFOs to attack. And at one location, a man and woman were abducted from their car, killed, drained of blood, and mutilated, having their genitals cut off. And the military just happened to be in the area fighting a UFO when people are abducted and found killed in gruesome ways. It's due to a satanic ritual done by the militaries of the world who often work together under the Vatican system that worships these aliens and will torture and murder people for money and power. So let's talk about the Black Triangle craft which are DRAC spacecraft. The DRACs have all sorts of aircraft, including these black triangular spacecraft. If you see them in the daytime sky, they will appear black because they are black. The US military copied what they saw and painted their B-2 stealth bombers with a dark anti-reflective paint because it blends well into the sky. If you see the black triangular craft at night, they're the same color, obviously, but they will have hundreds of lights along the sides of the aircraft. So when they materialize into the visible light spectrum, they will not crash into each other because there are quite a few up there. As you should know, the Drax and Greys are anxious to make Earth their new home planet. 
and the Vatican CIA continued to go to every extreme to make that possible. Unlike what Richard Hall will tell you, the alien triangle craft do not need a crystal coating that allows them to change colors to camouflage themselves. They simply dematerialize using zero-point energy technologies. The Drax and Greys do not have as sophisticated zero-point systems as the Palladians have, but they have something close which reduces the mass of the spacecraft until it is no longer physical matter. Like I said, the Greys have quite a few different styles of spacecraft, and I will tell you about some of the aircraft that I have seen that you don't always hear about. One craft that I saw resembled an oval, or more like a giant BB from a BB gun. It was very large, a grid. There was heavy spraying in the sky that day, and the sky was covered with chemtrails and clouds. I looked up to observe the chemtrails being sprayed, and I saw this strange oval-shaped craft cruising along the sky, spraying a chemtrail. What accompanies the black triangle craft, and which may be something of the same thing, are the black diamonds. I observed quite a few black diamond craft always hanging in a stationary position in the sky with its tip pointing straight down like this. When I saw these a few different times, it was always during the day. And after I drew one, I was looking at it from different angles and I thought, what if this was a side view of a black triangle aircraft? The last track spacecraft I will describe is something of an aircraft carrier or a docking bay. It looks like a giant dumpster floating in the sky. They are not pretty. First couple times I saw them, I remarked to it as space junk and I wondered how they kept them in the sky. They are awkward and massive looking spacecraft and are simply an oblong rectangle looking object. They are also colored black and I've only seen these during the day. There is a large opening in the front most likely to allow masses of black triangle craft to emerge simultaneously in attack formations. So when you hear about the dangers of cults, they're usually religious cults and you hear about how they take complete control of people's lives whether it be Jim Jones and the People's Temple, Heaven's Gate, Scientology, or in religions like the Mormons and Jehovah Witnesses, you must understand that all of these are essentially programs under U.S. military and Vatican control who either start these cults to begin with or they went to take over any religious or spiritual group that was out there. So the methods of mind control will be consistent, whether it be cults like Heaven's Gate and Jonestown, or within the U.S. military, who, like any other cult, will use the same methods to keep all their members under control. And this includes drugging their members, sleep deprivation, all forms of abuse and torture, including what is called electroshock torture by many keeping only cult members around other cult members who convince the others that all of this is necessary and normal. The cult will keep some people ignorant to what is happening while experimenting on and controlling the others, many who are on the upper levels. For example, in Jonestown, Jim Jones was under mind control from the CIA from the start, yet most people in his congregation thought the CIA front called the People's Temple was a great place until they all followed Jim Jones into Jonestown. 
So the CIA and the Vatican have a process where they want the weakest, the most herd-like, and the easiest to control involved in their inside group. And this inside group will later cause all of society to follow their model. So some people are a custom fit for the military in the Vatican. And these people usually have no independence or individual traits whatsoever. They are usually below average intelligence. They have no interests. They have no hobbies. They have no activities. They don't like to read, write, or paint, or do anything on their own. They are not creative or outgoing in any way. They don't like to learn new things. They don't like to communicate with others. Instead, they are a group of lazy, angry people that are bored and inactive for most of their lives. Unless they are being told to do something, like at their job, they don't do much else. And so their lives consist of one work, and in their free time, they like to watch TV, eat, and play cards. So in their minds, aside from that pathetic existence, what else is there? Coming from bad families and then growing up under this idiotic establishment, they are taught to hate school, hate reading, hate learning anything new, and that life in America is a confusing, boring, and scary place that they do not really understand. So these people adapt really well to cult military life and Vatican life because the cult can easily replace what was happening in their pathetic lives, which was nothing much, with cult activity. So the cult fills their vacant existences with a sense of purpose. So the military or the cult is a big improvement in these losers' lives who go on to be the top dogs in the CIA and the Vatican. Because without the cult, they would have basically nothing. So it is a natural instinct for them to conform to whatever the cult demands. No matter how sick or perverse it becomes. If that is what the cult does, then these people will do it too without question. So the chance that one day these people are going to wake up and want to change their ways is an impossibility. There is exactly a 0% chance for that. The cult selects the most dumb, lazy, abused, and angry people they could find and then give them a status. And that's all they will ever have and that's all that they will ever know. And besides the television, they will never get their information from anyone else. So they will never wake up. So the military or the cult finds that they do not need to do much to these type of people who adapt really well to cult life. They take it very seriously. So in their minds, the idea that any of you should be involved in your own endeavors or have something to do on your own that the military cult is not involved in enrages these people who will see you as a threat. And then these pea brains will say to one another, he thinks he's better than us and doesn't have to do as we say. So come, let us go destroy him 
or he will be stronger than us. So the cult has an endless supply of these heartless, brainless sheep who have nothing besides the cult. And these soulless filth use all methods of torture and abuse to keep the rest of the cult in line. Because there are always some members of the cult who had to be tortured or forced in through mind control. So these people may have an independent thought or desire here and there. So the military must continue to torture, condition, and program these people to accept nothing but the military herd mentality. And the military does this the same way any sleazy, degenerate cult has done this that you may have heard about. Because after all, any cult reported on the news run by some maniac who ends up with all his followers dead was really a CIA operation. So the CIA and the biggest cult on the planet, the Roman Catholic Church, has written a book on maintaining sleazy death cults. So this is what they do to their own members who are not a custom fit assembly line degenerate from the start. One, the U.S. military will drug their own people. Military agents will install canisters that release a vapor so that the target has trouble breathing. These canisters are installed in fire extinguishers or aerosol containers, such as shaving cream cans, spray paint cans, or air fresheners. They can also be installed in appliances and in cars like in the ventilation system. The drug will affect the respiratory system and the target will find it difficult to take full and deep breaths of air. The drug also seems to produce an altered state that is subject to panic attacks. The odor that accompanies this vapor is usually a sweet detergent-like smell. When looking at houses to buy, I have gone into people's houses. I've smelled this odor and have observed how the people appear. The target becomes wide-eyed with a wildly happy or insane look in their eyes. They seem to have trouble maintaining focus, they cannot keep eye contact, and their eyes dart around a lot. So they all appear as though they're on some sort of drug. Other gases used by the military reduce oxygen levels in the air of the target's living space. So it's very important, and I will repeat this, it is very important to always leave a couple windows cracked open, even in the cold months, to allow fresh air in, preferably across from one another to allow cross-air ventilation. You should also air out your house for at least an hour, twice a day. And if you smell something like this vapor I described before, a sweet detergent-like smell, and experience negative symptoms, I would recommend attempting to find the container and then throw it out. And you can do this by closing the doors to your house and then checking the rooms one by one and see if you can isolate where the smell is coming from. And then you can place the aerosol containers all or a few at a time in a plastic bin with a lid that seals shut. You can wait about five or 10 minutes and then check the smell. If the smell is strong within the bin, 
Then you have found the source of the poison. Throw it out and buy new stuff at the store, always going to different stores and buying different brands. This poison that reduces oxygen levels in the air can also be applied like a coating that will release a vapor when heated. It can also be used on a duct tape such as this, that when you use this duct tape on a hot air duct, it will begin a chemical reaction that will release a vapor to the air. So there are many ways these animals will try to attack you. So just be conscious of these methods, removing the source of their weapon. However, the most important way to protect yourself and your family is to allow enough oxygen into your home, especially in the winter months where people are all programmed to shut all of their windows and doors for several months straight not allowing any fresh air into the house. So a couple times a day, all the windows should be open wide for at least an hour. Then some windows providing cross air ventilation should remain cracked open at all times. Otherwise your living space will be depleted of oxygen levels and you will slowly be killed. This is why many agents look the way they do. Yes, he costs money, but not at the expense of your health. And allowing your brain proper oxygen levels is the core of maintaining your health. So it is always important to shop at different stores and try different brands. This keeps life interesting and is very important practice because the military has taken over all large chains of grocery stores for the exact reason that they will drug certain batches of food with many different chemicals and poisons. For example, they will give male hormones to girls and female hormones to boys. I have observed many different attractive young women who have very hairy arms and hair growth on their faces. And aside from that, they are very shapely and attractive women. And they will give female hormones to boys, causing them to become effeminate and act gay. The military has found that homosexual people are best suited to stay within a military cult unit for their entire lives. They are happy to be kept with their own sex and never wish to find someone of the opposite sex to get married with, have children, and eventually leave the military. So in the military, you will find such homosexual slogans as don't ask, don't tell, have replaced older ones like death before dishonor. And everybody knows that the Roman Catholic Church refuses to allow any of their nuns and priests to have normal marital relationships. And the Vatican's prodigy, the U.S. military, has found that it's much easier and cheaper to control single people and not soldiers who are married with children. So the cult will drug their troops with hormones that are placed in their food and drink usually. And this causes women to act masculine and men to act feminine. And of course, these same drugs are prescribed by doctors to anyone who wants to change their sexual identity because they are gay. So again, it's important when shopping to always go to different stores and try different brands so it is not easy for them to drug you.
and I usually have a list of grocery stores in the area. And I keep it as random as rolling the dice to decide where I will shop that day. The military will also use drugs that cause dehydration, headaches, and nausea. They want their people disoriented and feeling like shit. So they will have no problem being antisocial psychopaths, lacking all empathy whatsoever. I guess the military has found that it's much easier for their troops to torture, kill, and enslave others when they also are in agony and slowly being poisoned to death by the serial killers and pedophiles at the heads of today's military. And a side note is these drugs cause a great deal of their people to appear either like brain-dead robots who stumble around and follow orders, or like wild-eyed psychopaths who require sunglasses as to not attract attention. That way, if their people try to discuss anything with anyone outside the cult, they will appear drugged or insane and will not be taken seriously. The cult will also give their members drugs that affect their metabolism. So many get to be extremely fat. A large majority of the older cult members are obese. They are extremely fat to the point that they are handicapped. Combined with other drugs that affect their breathing and natural chemical balance, they will feel sick, tired, and lazy. So when not at work, they will have little energy or drive to do anything but sit around and eat and watch TV. The military and the Vatican will also spray a chemical on people's heads that cause hair loss. After you go to the barber or salon and you feel like your scalp is itchy in places, the military agent at the barber has sprayed a chemical in your hair that caused your hair to fall out. So stop going to the barber or salon or they will continue doing this and you will eventually go bald. So buy your own hair clippers, buy your own scissors, or just grow your hair long. Or they will eventually cause all your hair to fall out. And again, this practice goes back many years to the Vatican, who used this chemical to mark others in their group by giving them a bald spot on the tops of their heads. In film or paintings, when you see characters of young Catholic brothers or friars walking around in brown robes, with their hair full and thick around the sides of their heads, with a single round bald spot on top. They have not been cut that way. A chemical has been dropped on the top of their heads by members of their Catholic orders to cause bald spots to form. And this is all a process of making certain people feel unattractive. To spell it out, when you are fat and bald, you are less likely to get a lot of dates because again, the military and the Vatican does not want you to get married and have a normal life. Because that has been outlawed in their world. Now the military will dump this hair loss chemical all over people's heads, including women. And this is another way to alienate them from other people. So always buy different brands and test the product out by rubbing a little bit on your skin. Where you don't mind hair loss. And if your skin gets irritated... Take the product back with your receipt and return it. And on top of all of this, the military will even spray chemicals on your clothes that cause severe rashes and allergic reactions. 
so that their skin is infected with hives and sores. I have gone to visit my father, stayed the night at his house, and realized that all the clothes that I brought with me caused me to have a skin allergy. So I had to throw out all the clothes that I brought with me and decide not to visit him anymore. So now the target is drug. They are breathing in poisonous vapor so they can barely breathe. They have bald patches on their heads, but they have a lot of hair on unwanted places. Their skin is inflamed with rashes and sores. They were given drugs to cause them to be obese. They were hit with electroshock torture. They eat poisons and walk around feeling like hell every day. So that will teach any military cult member not to try writing a book or taking up painting or checking out that nice person of the opposite sex that is always polite to them at the store or having any positive or hopeful feelings whatsoever. Because the pedophiles in charge of the cult who love murder, torture, death, and decay do not want their subordinates in any other state of mind. So if these people were not born into this world as monstrous antisocial scum, they certainly will be transformed into that by those who have adapted so well into military and Vatican cult life. And along with all the drugging is the MK Ultra programming, utilizing electromagnetic torture that every cult member is a victim of. Oftentimes you will hear reports from a member of a cult who speaks about their abuse concerning electroshocks, or a prisoner of war who would tell you how they were given electroshocks by a sadistic captor. On the Bulletproof Cyrus 13 channel, I have a video called Ritual Abuse Archive. And I believe there are five parts where I read a series of reports from all around the world that discuss satanic, voodoo, and witchcraft covens. And all throughout the reports, you can hear many people describing being given electroshock torture, which is the only way they can describe these electromagnetic energy weapons that are being used by the Vatican and their military covens worldwide. And this is to place all their targets under mind control. So in MKUltra, a great deal, if not all of the mind control, is centered around the fact that if the target does not do as the cult wants, they will be tortured by these energy weapons that cause enormous pain. They could also use these weapons to cause sleep deprivation, putting the target into a state where it is impossible for them to enter into a deep sleep which is necessary for people to maintain a healthy and sane life. And this obviously conditions the target to do whatever the commanding officer or handler says, or they will be tortured until they do. So these are the type of people who are placed in control of the most important problems of our world. And this is the state of mind of those who have to deal with the most complex, difficult to comprehend, and sensitive matters known. A gang of sadistic idiots and their legion of zombie-like torture victims. You would think that those who had to work in intelligence and national security concerning alien technology, alternative energy, and science would be desired to be at the top of their game. 
You would think the military would want people in peak physical condition and people in their best mental state. And the last thing they would want is a bunch of drugged out idiots eating chemicals that turn them into fat, pissed off psychopaths who breathe in gases all day so they don't even get enough oxygen to their brain. This, in most people's opinion, would be a recipe for disaster, especially if these types of people are being used in the highest levels of national security and the intelligence community. So, instead of real intelligence work and actual national security, this is the result of the practices and activities of your military and the CIA. In January of 1987, a call was made to the Tallahassee, Florida Police Department concerning two men seen at a park with six children who appeared to be improperly cared for. Even though the men wore jackets and ties, the children were unkept, not dressed properly, covered with dirt, insect bites, and the group appeared to be living in a filthy van containing a mattress. When questioned by the police, the men identified as Michael Houlihan and Douglas Ammerman, both of Washington, D.C., stated that they were en route to Mexico to establish a school for gifted children. However, most of the children had a difficult time speaking or identifying things like telephones, televisions, or toilets, and stated that they were only given food as a reward. And one of the little girls showed signs of being sexually abused. The men were found to be in possession of computer disks that contained images of pedophilia. The men were arrested for child abuse, suspected of being involved in human trafficking, and later identified to be members of the Finders Group headquartered in Washington, D.C. So the Tallahassee Police Department then called up the cops in Washington, D.C., and also U.S. Customs that had a database of child pornography images. So the Tallahassee Police Department gave them their report. So they were able to link the children and the suspects to a group called the Finders, which was known as a cult operating out of the Washington, D.C. area, which had several properties, including a warehouse. The police and U.S. Customs agents raided that warehouse and found a snake pit of pedophilia, Satanism, child pornography, and human trafficking. The police carried out garbage bags filled with photographs of children, photographs of naked children, photographs of children in chains, photographs of children involved in animal sacrifice rituals where pregnant goats were killed and then the babies cut out and shown to the children. At the warehouse, the police found documents on how to buy children, how to kidnap children, how to trade children, and how to traffic children without being detected by law enforcement. There were telex messages using MCI account numbers between the computer terminal at the warehouse and others across the U.S. and also in foreign countries. One telex specifically ordered the purchase of two children in Hong Kong to be arranged through a contact in the Chinese embassy. 
Another telex expressed interest in bank secrecy. Other documents identified interests in high-tech transfers to the United Kingdom. Numerous properties under the control of the finders. A keen interest in terrorism, explosives, and the evasion of law enforcement. Also found in the computer room of the warehouse was a detailed summary of the events surrounding the arrest of the two adults and six children in Tallahassee, Florida. There were also a set of instructions which appeared to be broadcast across a computer network which advised the participants to move the children and keep them moving through different jurisdictions and instructions on how to avoid police attention. There were numerous files on the finders international activities. There were files named London, Germany, Bahamas, Japan, Hong Kong, Malaysia, Africa, Costa Rica, Europe, and Palestine. Other files were identified by member names or project names. The projects that appeared to be operated for commercial purposes were under front names for the finders. The police found intelligence files on private families not related to the finders. These files describe how the finders would respond to local newspaper ads looking for babysitters and tutors and gather as much information as possible about the habits, identity, and occupations of the families. There was also a large amount of data collected on various child care organizations. The finder's warehouse also included a video room where the finders could film and produce child pornography. The finders also had a room with an altar, including many jars of urine and feces. When the customs agents sought to examine the evidence gathered by the Washington, D.C. police, they were then ordered by the FBI and the CIA that the finder's investigation had become an internal matter. And the police report on the case had been classified secret. So the Washington DC police department dropped the case instantly, stating that the group's practices were eccentric, but not illegal. The child abuse charges against the two men in Tallahassee were dropped and all the children were returned to the finders organization. So after declaring the finders group a top secret organization, hands off from the police and a government internal matter, the CIA then states to every idiot who still wants to believe them, that links between the CIA and the finders are the result of a simple mix-up with the D.C. police. The only connection, according to the CIA, is that a firm where several finder cult members work provide computer training to CIA officers. So the finders are not associated with the CIA. The finders simply train the CIA. The only connection, according to the CIA, is that a firm where several finder cult members work provide computer training 
to CIA officers. So the finders are not associated with the CIA. The finders simply train the CIA. And nothing makes this more abundantly clear than the statements by the finders cult leader named Marion Petty, who was interviewed by Steam Shovel Press in 1998. And in that interview, Petty states, and I quote, Going back to World War II, I kept open house mainly to intelligence people in Washington, OSS people passing through, things like that. I was studying them back in the 30s. It was ONI back then, Office of Naval Intelligence. And then the coordinator of information comes on. And after that, it turns into the OSS. And the OSS turns into the CIAU. And then the CIAU turns into the CIA. So I've been studying that all my life. But I wasn't personally working for them. I just kept open house to a lot of these counterintelligence and intelligence people over the years. I have been reported to their security officers probably plenty of times for trying to find out what's going on in the world. I've tried all my life to get behind the scenes in the CIA. I sent my wife in as a spy to spy in the CIA for me. She was very happy about it, happy to tell me everything she found out. She was in a key place, you know, with the records, and she could find out things for me. And my son worked for Air America, which was a proprietary of the CIA. There are some connections, but not to me personally. Then from a confusing memo that I found on the internet called Investigative Leads, it stated that in 1956, a Marion Petty received intelligence training from the military and was sent to intelligence school in Germany. Marion Petty's handler was a man named Charles E. Marsh, who introduced Petty to his wife and got Petty jobs with the CIA, working as a secretary in Washington and in Germany for the chief of the station in Frankfurt. Marsh provided Petty with funds to buy real estate and land. Then Petty began recruiting young kids from hostels and universities and began infiltrating several movements, including the hippie drug culture, the School of the Living, the Institute for Policy Studies, the World Future Society, the Human Potential Movement, the Institute of Cultural Affairs, then Petty's activities took a different turn in 1979 when he recruited John J. Cox, founder of General Scientific, which was a computer firm specializing in classified defense contracts. Cox trained several of Petty's finders in computer programming and communications technologies. So Marion Petty, the founder of the finders organization, was a military-trained special agent who started off infiltrating spiritual and intellectual groups, then got involved with computer programming, working with the CIA, and soon was involved in child pornography, Satanism, and human trafficking. So these are the type of people who are in control of your establishment and the reason why everything is failing in your country. Because the people who should be investigating, reporting, and taking steps to counter all threats to our nation have become a pack 
of ravenous degenerates who no longer resemble an intelligence agency and have become a cult of satanic weirdos who molest children and play with feces. And they call that national security. I used to think that America was the best country in the world and that was why the Pleiadians chose to attempt to work with our country at this point in time. I now know that it is because America was once the best and now it is the worst because the U.S. currently remains the military muscle of the Vatican. Now, I know that many of you are familiar with this. Yet let me state for the record that there are three city-states of world control. City-states are the equivalent to whole countries in itself. The first city-state is Vatican City, Rome, and it's the city-state of all religious control, and it's the head city-state. The second city-state is the inner city of London, which is the city-state of economic control. They have all the big banking houses under the Rothschilds. The third city-state is Washington, D.C., which is the city-state of military control. So currently, America is just an extension of the old Roman Empire, an extension of the English Empire, and America acts as the brainless muscle of Western civilization and does whatever the Vatican and the Rothschild banking syndicate tells it to. And just like every other empire, the Vatican uses the United States for world conquest. And then the Vatican will discard the United States and hide behind another power. The Vatican used the Roman Empire. Then they used the English Empire. Then they used the Nazi Empire. And now they are using the United States Empire to do their dirty work. The next power will be in China. Because China has all the industry. China has all the factories, China has all the money, and China also has billions of people, most living in substandard conditions, so it's love at first sight for the Vatican. So China will be the next military force to invade and control the rest of the world for the Vatican death cult. Here in America, every other business is dying but the corporate military. Every other corporation is being liquidated or consumed into the Central Intelligence Agency power structure. The Central Intelligence Agency corporate military is the power structure in the United States of America. And it's the same exact thing as the monarchies of old Europe. Even though our country was founded as a free republic, our military was not. If you don't do the number of push-ups that your military commander tells you to, they can lock you up in jail. So the military is more like a prison than anything else. The Vatican knows that by taking over our economy, and then our military was the way to control our country, of course. So they first took over our banking system, and then it was easy to take over a bunch of corporations. Then they formed monopolies, and then they used these monopoly corporations to fund our military. And then the Vatican had our whole country under their control. Now let's go into the specifics concerning the cult's takeover of the U.S. military. As you all know, the Vatican is a satanic cult that masquerades itself as a Christian religion, when in fact the Vatican worships aliens or demons. The word demon is an old description of an alien. Back in the old days, 
before they knew as much as we do about the universe and space travel and extraterrestrial and alien beings, when they would come in contact with these alien entities, they would call them demons or poltergeist spirits. Alien beings control people through a sophisticated form of mind control known as a demonic possession. By watching my documentaries, you have begun to learn how the Roman Catholic religious cult has been dealing with these alien or demonic beings. The Vatican preferred to remain the head slaves to the invaders and control the rest of you as a livestock of the aliens. And for this treason, they are rewarded very well and control the rest of the world plagued with so many problems. The Vatican at all times throughout history has worked to keep the rest of you dumbed down and ignorant so they can maintain their demonic control. So the Catholics sit on the throne of a world filled with violence, disease, and depravity where the rest of you are kept as test subjects and cattle to the alien invaders. As you all probably know, most priests and nuns are fat little cretins who could barely waddle across the room without being winded. So the Vatican has always counted on their military muscle to perform all the dirty work as the priests and nuns stand in the background. The Central Intelligence Agency is the United States military cult under the control of the Vatican. When you see black ops or covert teams, many people don't know what to make of them. They are a pathetic looking group, as I exposed, looking overweight, diseased, and inbred. When seeing these people, most normal people tend to do what they always do around sleazebags and losers, which is ignore them. So it shouldn't come as a surprise to hear that this is a valued attribute within the CIA. The ability to remain unnoticed during operations or to hide in plain sight. And this is what the CIA is looking for. Losers who everyone ignores so it's easier for them to conduct their behind-the-scenes mind control on everyone else. So the CIA cult is implanted with demon possessions after being subject to highly advanced alien technology. This alien technology produces certain energy fields which allow implants converted into pure energy to be fused into their bodies. That way the aliens can step into people as possessions and the alien technology could be surgically implanted without the use of a scalpel because it's all done on the energy level. When possessed by the aliens, cult members or agents experience a power over others due to these possessions. Most people react with fear or nervousness around the agents. Others appear hypnotized when having interactions with the cult members or agents. The first military experiments concerning alien technology took place on military bases or prison facilities. And then... After perfecting some of this mind control, the military decided to take it to the field, and rural, small-town America was invaded by its own military. The CIA would then use this mind-controlled technology that was sourced from the Greys on normal people who had no experience with this. The CIA would show up to their towns, all infected with these alien possessions. This means the military showed up to these small towns with the aliens. Some of the aliens would be inside the bodies of the agents as possessions. 
Some of the aliens would be outside running around all over the place, and some of these aliens would be up in the skies in their ships. This is how the aliens assist the CIA and take over whatever community they desired. Because after all, it isn't the average CIA scumbag who has the ability to telepathically control John Q. Citizen. It's the aliens and the alien technology that makes this possible. And without these alien possessions and the alien technology, 99% of military operatives are just dumbed-down goons. They look at this power of telepathic control over others as witchcraft or magic because they do not fully understand it themselves. They just know that evil spirits carry out their wishes and they regard this as magic or spells. The whole point of these operations concerning great technology and mind control is to have the power structure in America get back in line with the Vatican. So the military is being groomed by the Vatican and ultimately the Greys into attacking their own citizens under the guise of military operations. So the United States military all fall under the spell that they have superpowers and so they are like gods. And of course, they must join up with these false gods from every other country. So they join up with cult members from England, cult members from Germany, cult members from Italy. So it's a multinational cult that the CIA joins, and that's called the Vatican. So when the military shows up in the small town, the first thing they need is a front. So the military always buys an old ranch or a business in the area where they can disguise all their agents as workers or farmhands. And this is the source of the code name Farmers that is used for CIA agents. So if anyone from town wonders who all these new strangers are, they can say, oh, they're just people hired on at the old Hurley Ranch or at the hotel or at the hardware store. Once the CIA has bought out a series of front organizations, they'll rent houses and apartments in the community. Then they start mind control games. Then they start mind control games and find that most below average to average people are easy to control. An agent might subliminally wave someone away or say a trigger word and these normal townspeople could be triggered to walk away or ignore a situation or even do or say things. So the CIA finds that they can control most weak-minded members of the community quite easily, and so they are considered not a threat or under their control. Yet most importantly, the CIA attempts to take over the power structure in the small communities. That is why you hear in more recent times, like in national emergency operations, the military rolls into towns to assume control, and the drills are fixated in the military taking over law enforcement and the churches. So much to the pleasure of the Vatican, the CIA destroys the individuals. They destroy the local sheriff. They destroy the small town preachers. They destroy the independent farmers and business owners. Then the Walmarts and the Home Depots and the Monsanto agricultural corporations are moved in, farms are destroyed, jobs are killed, and everyone is absorbed into the CIA cult. 
but most of you don't see the pure evil happening at the top. You just see American farms and jobs are being destroyed, corporate monopolies are being formed, and the military police state takeover of America. But at the top of this pyramid is a demon-worshipping death cult who practices mind control, witchcraft, and human sacrifice to their alien gods. This cult then wants to spy on you, to make sure you don't spit on the sidewalk or jaywalk but the truth is that the whole spy and control network is set up by the world's criminals to keep an eye on the rest of you so they can attack whoever wakes up to their satanic operations and plans and if someone wakes up another team is deployed to circle around the target and use their technology and mind control against them just as they were trained to do on military bases and in the small towns in the 60s and 70s this alien technology was sourced from the downed alien craft at roswell the military experimented with this great technology reverse engineered it and began to create their own electromagnetic energy devices there was only one downed craft in America, and that was the one at Roswell. The Greys crashed this disc themselves to create the whole situation of getting the military possessed and essentially acting as the next batch of Greys. The military command then becomes enslaved to this power, as weak people do, and then want to join up with the Vatican world power structure, who are all friends of the alien invaders. The Greys reward the weakest and the most self-centered with more power. Even though the military thinks they have all this control over others, they are in fact the assholes who are being controlled and doing exactly what the Greys want, which is attacking their own country and joining up with the Vatican cult. The strongest humans find this power revolting. They sense something is terribly wrong, and they usually tend to fight the cult or attempt to warn others. The cult then centers most of their attention on destroying these strong people. They do this by hitting them with electromagnetic energy fields to implant them. Then they all gang up on these targets. The target essentially goes crazy. They maybe attack a cult member. Possibly they make a public disturbance by shouting about the situation. And unfortunately, most people are asleep are so easily controlled by the cult that they will regard the outburst as such and assist the cult in silencing or imprisoning the outspoken party. This is why the Vatican hates independent churches and tough good guy sheriffs. Vatican and CIA cult members are taught to act nonchalant and cool-headed while harassing the target until he or she snaps. And they could get the target arrested and locked up in prisons or mental hospitals that, of course, the Vatican military establishment controls. So when you hear about mass reports of alien or UFO sightings in some remote town in Alaska or the Midwest, this is what is happening. And this is why the government always appears to get there first. During these witchcraft rituals and military takeover of communities, people will see the alien creatures, they will see the spacecraft, they will see poltergeist activity. By moving close by or breaking into the target's house or car, the military can hit the target with electromagnetic energy weapons and then mess with their lights and tamper with their electrical devices. And it isn't before long that the target snaps. Oftentimes, they will develop delusions that the military is there to help, 
when all along the military was experimenting on them. So people are neutralized by developing false ideas to what is happening, and then they embrace the military moving in to assume control. When in fact, the military was always there, working in sync with the aliens, and finding out who works best with the alien implants and demonic possessions, and who finds it evil. But many begin to accept the cult members. They might think that they are special enough to be watched or chosen for recruitment. They might call themselves the chosen ones. Or they might think the cult members are there to keep an eye out or protect them because something big is happening around there. So due to military mind control, many average people begin to accept these agents who will steal, rape, and murder their children. If someone were to resist their programming and control, the cult's big game is to follow this target around and use subtle harassment methods. While the target is experiencing a lot of pain due to these demonic possessions and alien implants and electronic harassment, their life is being turned upside down. They aren't sleeping well. Strange things are happening at their house. Their kids are behaving strangely. They are experiencing a poltergeist phenomenon. There are a bunch of sleazy losers around them wherever they go, obviously watching them and sometimes appearing to be having a great time harassing them. These cult members are taught to stare at the target and harass the target in all sorts of subtle ways, but to summarize these methods, Vatican CIA agents say inappropriate things around the target, they make loud noises, they flay their arms around or make exaggerated signs and movements around the target continuously. All the while, everybody seems to be in on this joke and pick on the target in a form of gang stalking. This combined with alien and poltergeist activity drives most normal people insane. And if they end up attempting to explain what is happening, it's all designed to make them appear delusional or paranoid.